of uh, what God has for you. So I'm going to pray for you and then you can go for it. Father, we thank you for Kurt. We thank you, God, for the anointing on his life. We thank you for his family, his sons, uh, uh, for Maya. God, and I just pray that you'd anoint him today. And uh, let us, all of us, have open hearts for what you have to speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. song, right? So what is love, right? Tara says after she comes back from Australia, the thing that was for her is how to love people. We sing, your love, it knows no ends. But what is love? So we think about media, right? Trillions and trillions of dollars have been spent on advertising because people know that media influences us. So let's look at what media says about what is love. Now, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And then back in the 80s, Pat Benatar was singing to me that love is a battlefield. But then Disney, they cleared it all up, right? Because love is an open door. Okay, you're going to have to forgive my singing today. I, I won't make that the focus of my speech. But then... You know, in the 90s, Madonna kind of messed me up a little bit because I, all of a sudden I had to justify my love. And I was seeing images, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to see that. But going back then to when the music was still good, foreigners singing, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. So Tina's like, okay, can do that. But, you know, what's love got to do, got to do with it? Yeah? But... You know, Bette Midler, she had it. You know, in that beautiful song, Some say love, it is a river. Right? Yeah? And they keep going on, air supply. The 80s, the big guys, the cheesy guys in the 80s. I loved air supply. At first, you know, they, you know, I'm all out of love. Yeah, they lost it. But then they were magicians. Because then they started making love out of nothing at all. Making love. Yeah, remember that? Hey? So, but now updating it, John Mayer, uh, he says, love is a verb. Amy Winehouse, you know, love is a losing game. You too, love is blindness. Hey? And at least the black-eyed peas, yeah, they're trying to figure out wh- you know, where it is. You know, Father, Father, send us guidance from above. Where is the love? Where is the love? You know, they should have just asked Aerosmith. They found it in the elevator, right? So, now, everybody's singing about love. Does any of them have a clue about what love really is? When I think about who's singing about love today, and I think of Miley Cyrus riding her wrecking ball and licking a sledgehammer, that is not necessarily the person who I want to be teaching my kids what love is about. So, today we're going to talk about what is love. Baby, sorry. You're going to have that stuck in your head now for the rest of your night, okay? So, what is love? We have one word for love. It's like if I were to tell people what is precipitation, right? And you ask a lot of the Arabs, you know, what is snow? Now we have, in Colorado, we have a couple different words for snow. Yeah? 
The English have a couple different words for precipitation. You got a lot of words for that. Okay? The Greeks, they had four words for love. Yeah? The first was eros. And I think that we can probably figure out what word comes from that. It's erotic. It's the sensual part of love, the physical part of love. Okay? The other one, storge. Yeah? That is parental love, love between a parent and a child. Philia, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, is the love between friends and the love between brothers. Agape, now this is a special love. Okay? Agape is biblical. Agape, the Greek word, is found throughout the Bible. This is the word that was used for love. Now, agape, what does it mean? Now, I could go to the Webster Dictionary. <laughs> but this is, a definition, uh, this is a definition from the Free Dictionary. Uh, look it up. This is the definition that you will find. Love as revealed in Jesus, seen as spiritual and selfless, and a model for humanity. That is what love is. So, and we see in John, 1 John 4, 8. Now, I don't speak fluent Greek, but I tried to practice this a little bit. Othiosiane agape. 1 John 4. Othiosiane agape. Now, that is in current Greek, not in old Greek, but it's probably fairly similar. Okay? So, God is love. But does that really help us to understand what love is? It's one of the most complicated short words in our dictionary, in our vocabulary. It's four letters. But if I say prove love, define love, just, just think about it for a little bit. How do you define love? It's hard. It's really, really hard to do. It's a big word. So, let's try to break it down. And I'll, full disclaimer, this uh, talk is not going to be about my opinion on the topic of love. I, do a, I work in the business world, so I do PowerPoints. I do presentations. Um, and so that's what I've prepared today, is a lot of information from you. So what I'm going to do, I'm not going to talk from my opinion. I'm not going to make up stories. I am going to use where we find love. I'm going to use the Bible. And I'm going to group things together using Scripture to give you an idea. And to, hopefully so that at the end of this talk, you will have a greater understanding of what love is and what it means for us. So, and, and I, another disclaimer, you will hear more Scripture today than probably in any other sermon you've ever heard. Um, now, you don't have to write all of them down. I do have a cheat sheet. Uh, we will give this out afterwards. I can email it to you. Um, I can also, um, we just forgot to print them out today. So, um, But that will be available for you. So going on to the next one, when I, instead of just seeing a circle of what, you know, that God is love, we see a wheel. I hope there's a wheel behind me. Yes, very good. So, this is, this is something that I wrote about 10 some years ago, and I've rev continuously revised it, and this has stuck. 
it's not the most sexy diagram, but 10 years ago, PowerPoint couldn't do a whole lot. So think of this as a bicycle wheel. You have the tire, you have the spokes, and then you have the hub. Without any, if any one of these pieces are missing, the tire will not work. And I will go through each and every one of these points to show how this is what love is. Okay? So the first one I'm going to start off with is selflessness. Selflessness is the act of putting others before you. It is making yourself humble, making yourself less. Wow, pretty self-explanatory from the word. So what does the scripture say about selflessness? Matthew 16, 24. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Make themselves less. Philippians 2, 3-4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself. Now, when I bring love into this, Philippians 2, 5 through 9, and this is only verse number 7, says, Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Now, this verse alone you could do a whole other sermon on for the very simple reason that it says, Jesus made himself in human likeness, correct? But he made himself what? He made himself nothing. Human likeness is nothing in comparison to God. That is how far away we are from him. That is how much we need him. So, but I'll leave that as another message one day for Dan to do. Okay? Matthew 23, 11, 12. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So if we think of the tire, has anybody ever ridden in a car that has those massive, massive rims and it only has like that little glazing of rubber around it? And it's like you go over a pebble and you feel it in your spine? Or if I were to ask Gary, you know, on the road races, you know, you got that bike and you got that super thin tire and you hit the smallest rock, you feel it, it just goes through your body. That's why the tracks have to be smooth. Now, when I would go off-roading in my Jeep, I got big tires. And then I'd deflate them a little bit to make it nice and soft. So I'm going through these desert tracks, not on sand, on rock, at 50, 60 kilometers an hour, and it just, it's fine, it flows. Because there's a lot of tire on it. And if the tire is stable, when you do hit a rock, it's not going to shred the tire. So without selflessness, first of all, the tire can never work. And if, this, and if your selflessness is so thin, when you hit that sharp rock, it's going to tear the tire right off and you're going to crash and burn. So selflessness is a very first and the most fundamental part of love. You cannot, just think about it, you cannot have love out of selfish ambition. Love only comes from giving up yourself and being selfless. Okay? So the next one, let's get into the spokes. Forgiveness. 
Forgiveness, it's not about forgetting, and it's not about allowing things to continue to happen to you. Forgiveness is the act of releasing your right for revenge. Holding resentment, as they say, it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. It doesn't simply work. So forgiveness is the first fundamental spoke of what love is. Now, Luke 23, 34, right before Jesus died, there were two things he did before he said, I commit my spirit to you. The first was he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now think about it. Jesus, the perfect person, unjustly uh, accused, tortured, beaten, humiliated, hung on a cross with a broken body. And what does he do? I mean, I'll tell you, most people, I mean, if we even had to go through just a little bit of what he had to do, we would so, we'd be so bitter and we would want revenge. And he, right before he dies, you know, the, the, the murderer next to him says, will you remember me? He says, today you will be in paradise. He gave him forgiveness. And before that, all the people who hung him on the cross, he said, forgive them. Forgive them. Colossians 3.13 Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance among someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. So that is our commandment. We must forgive. Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the covenant, poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. Now, I do have one verse from the Old Testament. Otherwise, everything in this is from the New Testament. That's Numbers 14, 19. In accordance with your great love... Forgive the sins of the people. Love and forgiveness, hand in hand. All of these things are intertwined. Okay? We'll go to the next one, compassion. What is compassion? Compassion is having concern and care for other people. So Matthew nine thirty six. when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Luke fifteen twenty. while he was still a long way off, the, his father, now this is the prodigal son, was filled with compassion for him. 2 Corinthians 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. Ephesians 4.31 Be kind and compassionate to one another. Oh, there's that word again. Forgiving each other. They're all intertwined, just like a wheel. It works together. First Peter, finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate. Okay? Without compassion, without, you know, just being selfless, hey, that's a really good start. You know, saying, okay, yes, what you have is more important, but if we are not actively looking for how we can be compassionate, how we can be helping other people, when people are in need and we just walk by, that's not love. Love is caring for other people in their time of need. Sacrifice. This is when they start to get a little bit hard. Okay? Sacrifice. Love without sacrifice. Love costs a lot. When people say that love is easy, sorry, they're lying. Agape is not easy. Agape is hard. It's very hard. John 3.16, for God so agapsen. That is the actual word. It is the past tense for agape. 
In the ancient Greek, God so loved, agapsin, the world, that he gave his only son. Was there sacrifice involved in that? He gave his only son. That was a sacrifice. And why did he do it? Out of love. Not for his own fulfillment. 1 John 2, 2. He is the anointed sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. John 15, 12, 13. This one is my favorite verse. I love this one. And this one's hard. My commandment is this. Love each other as I have loved you. And what type of love? Hey, go out, you know, have a beer with your friends. You know, get some tea. No. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for friends. To sacrifice your life for someone else is the greatest sign of love you can give. And it costs everything. It costs absolutely everything. So I was thinking a little bit about this. You know, like at Rockstars, I started off saying, you know, what they say, you know, love is and what it sings. So if they were to start singing now, you know, you'd have Beyonce saying, you know, if you really love me, forgive my sins. If you really love me, for yeah, who's going to buy that? Yeah, yeah. Air supply. <laughs> See if I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> but love's going to cost you everything, and you'll get nothing in return. Now, that song's going to fail, but that's what love is. Uh, let's just sing about the erotic side of love. It sells more records rather than the real side of it. Commitment. Next one. John fourteen twenty three. 23. Uh, talking about commitment. What was the... Um, your love, it knows no ends. Yeah? Your love, it's here for a little while. Your love, it's here... When you want it to be? No, it is commitment. Your love, it knows no ends. It is always there. Love is commitment, pure and simple. John 14, 23, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. That is a promise, and that is a commitment. And that is coming from our loving Father. Romans eight thirty eight. For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither death nor life, no matter what, no angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither high or, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. That's commitment once again. Nothing can separate us. That is his commitment. That is his promise to us. Hebrews 13.5 Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Pure and simple. Commitment. Think about love, right? There are times, you know, I've been married for 15 years. I love my wife. She's not here so I can say this, but there are times when I've not liked her. Okay? But, and I'm sure she feels exactly the same. That's the difference between passion Infatuation and love. Infatuation goes, comes and goes. Yeah. Love stays. Love goes through the hard times. Love goes through the times when, you know what, you don't really want to sit next to that person, but you're going to anyway. 
it's a commitment. The, the film, you know, we talked a little bit about music. Think about films. If I were to ask you, what do you think in the last 15, 20 years was the greatest, the most popular uh, love, you know, film about love? Just think about that for a little bit. Once more you open the door. Maybe that one? Titanic? Yeah. So, yeah, what was the Titanic about? It was about infatuation. Girl, she's, yeah, let me summarize it really quick. Yeah. Girl who's engaged, doesn't like the guy she's going to be with, doesn't like her life a whole lot, so she's going to jump off the ship. She gets saved by this guy, goes slumming with him a little bit below the decks, kind of likes him, takes off her clothes. He paints her. She likes him a little bit more. Uh, they get it on in the backseat of a Ford, and then the ship goes down. And come on, there was enough space on that piece of wood for the both of them, you know? <laughs> I've seen the diagrams. If we're going to talk about selflessness, somebody needs to talk about that with her. They could have both been there. You know, let Leo die. Come on. So, is that love? Is this film about love? It's about infatuation, about passion. Now, if you ask me a love story, and you're going to be like, Kurt, man, you're really disturbed. I'd say Saving Private Ryan is a much better example about what love is. It's about selflessness. Selflessness. It's about commitment. You know, James Ryan, I'm assuming most of you have seen or heard about the film, he had a free ticket home. And the guys go and they find him. And he says, you know, after losing all his brothers, no, these are my brothers. This is where I stay. He was selfless about that. He was committed. He was disciplined. Has much more to do about love than what Titanic does. So... Which gets me, uh, I talked about commitment, discipline. Ephesians 6, 4. Now this is, discipline is the one that most people would not associate with love. And the first time when I had this modeled together, I had four spokes. And then I brought this one in. Love without discipline is not lasting because it will break down. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers. Do not exasperate, anger your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Guide them. Discipline them. Now, there, there are two parts of discipline on this. One part is being disciplined, and the other part is your own inner discipline. I'll talk about that. Hebrews 2, 6, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines who? The ones he wants to hurt? Does the Lord discipline those he doesn't like? He disciplines the ones he loves because he knows we need it. You know, and not often do we quote from Revelations, but 319, those who I love, I rebuke and I discipline. So if I don't discipline you, it means I don't love you. And anybody who has children knows that if you want to love your children, you have to discipline them. Parents who do not discipline their kids simply do not love them. The second part of it is not disciplining others because Jesus was very big on discipline. He rebuked and he disciplined his disciples all the time. 
He told them when they were wrong, and he told people in the temple. I mean, people think Jesus was kind of a pushover. I mean, he went into a full temple with a bullwhip and started throwing tables around. He was the man. So he is not like, oh, let's just kind of all get together and love each other and sing Kumbaya. No, he's saying this is how we got to do it. It's going to be hard. There's going to be discipline in it. So, and then the other part of discipline and love is that we need to discipline ourselves. We need to discipline our hearts. When we have that temptation to look at the pornography, to do the drink, to do the gossip, to do things that we know we shouldn't do because they will hurt ourselves and they will hurt the people around us that we love. By being disciplined, we are showing the people around us that we love them. And discipline is hard. It is hard to be disciplined. It is hard to love God more than money, especially in Dubai. But this is where we must have that discipline in order to receive the love of God and to be close to that love. Those are the five spokes. What holds all of these spokes and the tire together. Very simple. It is truth. John 1.17. In the past, God gave us grace through the law of Moses. Now grace and truth come to us through Jesus Christ. You know, he, he said this himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is truth. And he is what holds these spokes and what holds this tire together. Love, what is the opposite of truth? A lie. Okay? Now, if I say that I lie and I love, are those two things compatible? Is living and loving a lie compatible? No. Loving truth. That works. Ephesians 4.15, instead we will speak the truth... In love. So we will grow up in every way to become the body of Christ. We will speak truth in love. There's the combination once again describing truth as part of love. And 1 Peter 1.22 Now that you have purified yourselves, be obeying the truth. So that Why do we obey the truth? So that we can have sincere love for one another. It is the truth that gives us the ability to have that sincere love for our partner, to have that sincere love for our parents, our co-workers, our children, and so on. So let's look at the wheel once again. And you get an idea. And kind of, see, it breaks it down into manageable bite-sized chunks. And it's not easy. Agape is not easy. But it gives us more of a definition. Instead of just saying love is this big bubble, now we know some more about what the parts are in it. In closing, there's one more scripture that I want to read because I think it is the most incredible scripture that summarizes this whole talk and what love is. 1 John 4, 7-12. Dear friends, dear, dear city lights, Make this personal. Read it with me. Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows of God. 
whoever does not love does not know God. Why? God is love. Pure and simple. You take a four-letter word and you remove one, you got three letters, G-O-D. You want to know what love is? That's it. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. The sacrifice. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an anointing sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. It's a great commandment there. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. No one has seen God. And there was, in closing, there was one scene in the movie um, with Jodie Foster and um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Contact, where you know, she's trying to explain to him uh, Osiam's razor and saying, uh, the most simple explanation is true, and are we not being delusional by thinking that there is a God and we're just making this all up because science hasn't been able to prove that there is a God? He says, okay, fair enough. And he asks her, her father had passed away, he said, did you love your dad? She was rather insulted by that. So, said, uh, excuse me? Did you love your father? Yes, very much so. Prove it. How do you prove love? You can't. You know, science has been trying to do it for how many years? Trying to find some little chemical reaction that is love circulating in our brain? And how is it that when we have a broken heart, when, our, when we are hurting from lack of love or something has happened, that we physically feel it here? It's not just a chemical reaction. And I think every one of us knows this. Even non-believers, non-Christians, atheists, they will believe that, yes, there is love. What is love? Love is God. And if you can believe in love, making that little jump to believing in our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom all of this love came from, is a very, very small step. And if you want to know more about that, please ask. If you don't know what this love is, this love that is freely given for all of us, ask. Okay? Thank you very much. That was so good. Honestly, let's just give him another round. <laughs> wow. Hold on, buddy. Brendan SMS me says there's the new pastor of City Lights, um, Nairobi. It may be. So, can you pray for us? Uh, just, I think, can we all stand to our feet? I think this has been, honestly, a message from God. Um, and Kurt did say something. If you've never known that love of Jesus and understanding who God is, we would love to pray with you and lead you to Jesus. Uh, he is greater and bigger and more amazing than you can ever imagine. And the tug that you're feeling on your heart now is Jesus. He's drawing you to himself. So, Kurt, would you pray for us, and then we're going to count for now, Father, thank you so much for each and every person that is here. We know that your love knows no ends. We know also that there is no favoritism, 
that you love each and every one of us equally, no matter what our past is, no matter what baggage we carry. You are there like the father of the prodigal son. You see us, and once we start walking towards you, you don't wait for us to come. You run towards us. That is the love that you have for us. And we thank you so much, and I pray for everybody here that they will get to know and experience that love. Have a very safe week.